nowadays with the internet, social media, I mean, you know, our need for approval and validation is just amplified like fucking crazy. You know, and this is something to realize, to reflect on. Um, I always joke, you know, if it's not on Instagram, it doesn't count. If it's not on Facebook, it doesn't count. And uh, I mean, it's true. You know, catch yourself next time you're out having a blast or just look around and just look at how hooked people are on this need for approval, um, showcasing their lives, showcasing themselves, showcasing what they do. You know, if they're doing this cool activity, it ceases to be a cool activity if it's not on Instagram and doesn't get the approval on Instagram. You know, we value the Instagram approval of the activity over the activity. We value the approval more so than the thing, more so than what really matters. And this applies to different activities, as I said, where if you post on Instagram, like that's what matters more so than the thing, um, but also to ourselves. We don't matter without the approval of ourselves. If we don't get the approval by default, we're not enough. And a big thing to realize is that you matter with it, you matter without it. You are independent of this approval, okay? Um, and catch yourself with the social media, because trust me, it'll reflect that too, you know? And, and I still occasionally fall into it. I did a fuck ton in the past where, you know, <laughs> even if I was having like a good meal, the meal wasn't good enough unless I took a picture of the meal and sent it to, say, a friend. I'm like, hey, check this out. Best restaurant, man. Or if I was traveling. The travel by itself was not enough unless I posted a picture of me traveling on social media and showed people um, that I was traveling. Showed people, hey, I'm in this cool city. You know, the thing itself was not enough without the approval, without the validation, and that's what we do to ourselves. We're by default, not enough without the approval, without the validation. And you got to let go of that. I also want to hammer this point here. Um, there's nothing bad about approval and validation. Okay, it's very easy to go the opposite route. Where you're like, fuck it all. Um, I don't care about approval. I don't care about validation. But if that's the frame you take, it'll be very hard for you to function in this world. Okay, guess what? You live in a society. There are certain rules. There are certain guidelines. If you don't fit in... Okay, if you don't play by the rules of society, you're fucked. Okay, how are you going to keep your fucking job? That's a common one. You know what? Fuck this approval validation. I don't care what my boss thinks of me. Blah, and just blurt out some dumb shit and get fired. You know what? Fuck approval validation. I don't care what people here in public think of me during the movie theater. Just fucking yell. No. Okay, there are rules in this society. And you have to be aware of the rules, be aware of the context, value those rules. We wouldn't function without these fucking rules, without these guidelines, without these traditions, okay? So they are good. You must be aware of them. It's not about saying fuck them and ignoring them. However, you must change your relationship with it, okay? Where basically, it's not the thing, it's the place it's coming from. It's not the validation or approval. It's how we hold and frame validation and approval in our minds, what it means to us. And due to the way that we're conditioned, we think that, again, we're not enough without it. Our self-worth, who we are, depends on how much validation or approval we get. Okay, so the question to ask yourself is, is validation approval using you or are you using it? And for most of us, we're being used by it. Okay, um, so it's changing your relationship. And then, by choice, 
acting in a way that's appropriate to different contexts. But say even if in some situation you get disapproved of, it doesn't affect you. You realize, oh, I better change, you know, maybe my approach here. And a lot of times too, if you get disapproved of, there's something to learn from it. Especially if a lot of people are disapproving of you. That doesn't mean be oblivious to it. Be like, hmm, here's valuable feedback. But your self-worth is not hit. It's not like, oh, I'm less of a person now. Okay. Remember, there are no requirements to being good enough. There's no requirements to be in the state of abundance. Okay. You don't have to qualify for your own creation, if you will. Becoming no one. What comes up, like there's that resistance that we all have to becoming no one, to not being special. That's like what we're all after. We want fame, we want to be a somebody, we want to be special, we want to be unique, we want to stand out in this very unique way where people love us for it, um, and we're not good enough without it. You know, we're all running away from this fear of not being special, from this fear of being no one. What's so bad about being no one? The importance of cultivating that relationship with yourself. Okay, you must learn to give yourself the approval, give yourself that acceptance um, directly. Okay, because that's really what we're doing. We're trying to get all these people to love us so we can finally love ourselves. And this is, I mean, a trap I fell into um, in the beginning in terms of learning success with women. I was like, man, if I can get all these girls to love me, and if they love me, that means I'm good enough to be loved and I can love myself. Okay, but it doesn't work that way. You have to love yourself directly. Go for it directly. Okay, and the more you love yourself, the more you approve of yourself, the more you validate yourself, guess what? That neediness for others to love you and validate you will slowly fade away and you will no longer be used by this. Okay, um... And yeah, get over thinking this is selfish. I mean, this is huge, by the way. We think it's so selfish to put our needs first. It's so selfish to love ourselves. I mean, just that, you hear, love yourself. You're like, well, that's narcissistic. I don't want to be like this egocentrical piece of shit. Ugh. You know, let go of that. Let go of thinking it's selfish. It's like, no, I will sacrifice myself for everyone else. Put other people's needs first. Because that works. that's what we're taught, you know? It's like, ignore yourself, ignore your needs. Put other people first. And if you do well, then you'll get that little reward. Okay? Fuck that. Start with you. And realize that if you don't start with you, you're going to be either consciously, but most of the time unconsciously, manipulating others to fill your needs. If you don't fill your needs, you're going to be... Everything you do is like a form of manipulation. Okay? Um, because, I mean, just think of this need for approval. Say you're interacting with someone and you really want their approval. You need their approval. It's not going to be an authentic, genuine interaction. Part of you is going to be trying to manipulate them to get that approval, to get the reactions that you want. Okay? Even in a relationship. If you're in a relationship and you like need that approval, you're going to be manipulating them in some subtle forms. Okay? So start with you. Be okay without it. Feel enough without it. Feel complete without it. And then guess what? There's no longer part of you that's trying to take something from them. Okay? And, um, I mean, yeah, with selfishness, uh, view it like this. 
you know, it's not black and white. It's not, I'm either 100% about me or 100% about them. Be both. You know, put your needs first while simultaneously attending to others' needs. You can do it, okay? Um, another huge point here is, and as you saw here, and like whose approval are you really after, like, or, or do you care about the most? A lot of you were writing, you know, my parents, my father, my mother. Huge. Okay, why? Of course, due to the way that we were conditioned. You know, they're the first people or whoever raised you where you're like, fuck, I need their approval. And of course, that stays with you and amplifies throughout your life. And probably, making a big assumption here, but probably a part of you today, no matter how old you are, by the way, is still needing and craving that approval. You're still being run by it. You know, and I see this um, on program. Like, I see people who are in their 40s, 50s, um, still craving their parents' approval. Still absolutely run by it. You know? Um, and, you know, you can just see when they talk about it, there's a little bit of um, triggeredness, let's just say. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, my dad, oh, my mom. It's like, it's still there. It's still running them. It's still affecting them. Okay, and this is huge. Um, it's common. You have to let go of it. And a few things to, you know, realize here is that although they're your parents and although from your perspective um, as a child, you view them as like, you know, pretty much gods, because, hey, um, they created you. They're all you know. They're, they're the first fucking people you know, and you depend on them to live. It's literally like, if we abandon you, you're fucked. You die. You're like, <gasps> they're gods. And um, in order for you to also feel safe, you're like, well, they, they must know everything. I'm putting my life in their hands. Um, so come to terms with the fact that their opinion isn't always the right one. They don't know everything. They are wrong a lot of the time. And that's okay. Don't view it as like, oh, it's bad either. It's okay. Um, what worked for them, you know, back in the day doesn't necessarily work now. You know, um, that was a big one. You know, just me as an example, when I moved to um, Los Angeles, I, I quit university and moved to Los Angeles. And quitting university uh, in my household was, you just don't fucking do that. <laughs> you know, it's like, you better fucking go to college, to university, that's a requirement. Like, no matter what, at least you'll have that to fall back on. You need this for job security, for life security. You know, it was like one of those things where you just don't question it at all. In my household, but also uh, grandparents, cousins, like everyone is all about university, okay? And the intentions are good. The intentions are, hey, you know, when, when uh, we were coming up, you go to college and then you're set, you know? You just follow that path and you're, you're secure for the rest of your life. And uh, that's why they wanted it for me. They didn't want me to not be secure the rest of my life. However, here's an interesting thing. This is, you know, like years ago. And now it's becoming more and more mainstream, the fact that job security is dead. With uh, technology, with the internet, um, the, the value of a university degree has decreased not, 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 not massively, but at least a fair amount in the eyes of the mainstream. I mean, we're still extremely hooked on it, but we kind of realize, like, hmm, it's not what it used to be. And suddenly, when talking about it, and also them seeing where I'm at, what I did, um, there's a lot more acceptance there. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we kind of realize, like, thing, times are changing. <laughs> okay, so what they're basically trying to impose on you um, you may you may be wrong at times, but you may also be right, where they're imposing something that worked back in the day that does no longer work 
anymore. Okay, um, realize that. And also realize that they want what's best for you. Their intentions are always good. Okay, they want what's best for you. However, they don't know what's best for you. Okay, they want what's best for you without knowing what's best for you. Only you can know what's best for you. Only you know yourself fully. Only you uh, know your needs. They don't. You're unique. They don't know you fully. Okay, so they want what's best for you without knowing what's best for you. And, um, you know, there's a couple other things here. You came from your parents, but you are not theirs. Something to reflect on. Okay, yeah, they gave you birth. Um, you you could view it as like you owe them your life. Um, you came from them, but you're not theirs. Okay, they don't own you. You are your own unique being. Okay, and just because, you know, for example, this is one I relate to. Um, you know, your parents or whoever raised you might have sacrificed certain dreams that they had um, doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice yours. Because they can't fully know you, only you can fully know yourself, they can't fully approve or disapprove of you. They can't, because they can't fully know you, okay? What that approval or disapproval is, is simply speculation. It's their opinion. It's not factual, okay? And someone's opinion is always like amplified or fueled or a big part of it is just projection. That's it. It's not accurate. It's them projecting themselves or projecting their shadow, if you will, onto you. And um, I mean, a great exercise, if you want to catch yourself uh, and see how this works, by the way, is try to go out in public and, and just sit at a restaurant or sit at a coffee shop. Here's here's the, the exercise, okay? Go to a coffee shop, go to a restaurant, sit down, and look at the people watch a little bit. Look at the people around you. And um, pick the person you trust the least. You don't know them, but say, I don't know, you were, you know, you and that other person, do that with each person, were on this mission and your life depended on it. Who would be the person in that situation, in that context, in that area, where you would just not want to be paired up with them, where you just they just don't seem trustworthy at all. Find that person. And then sink into why. Why are they not trustworthy? And really paint the picture of who they are. Like, like let it come out. Like, just talk about it. Like, you know what? That person doesn't look trustworthy. I mean, look at their face. Look at that person's fucking face, you know? You can just see it in their eyes. There's something off. They would just fuck you over. They're the type of person who would do this. They're the type of person they think they're above it. Um, they're the type of person, look at them so obnoxious, and you just paint their whole persona, okay? Um, be aware of it, and then just for fun, go up and say hi to that person, and just chat with them like small talk for two, three minutes, and you will see such a contrast between that projection and who they actually are. And then if you want to go even deeper, by the way, flip around the projection onto yourself. Because once you allow yourself to just really, like, vent, like, fuck that person, look at this shit, a lot of times that has to do with you. So if you're like, that person thinks they're fucking above everything, when it was one time, perhaps you might have thought you were above everything. Okay? Uh, an amazing exercise to do. And that's what people do to you, by the way. You know, you think, oh, this is approval, disapproval, projection. 
It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. Okay? And, um, I mean, yeah, reflect on whose approval. Like, who are these people? Most of us, we just want everyone just because. Like, we want everyone to approve of me just because. Who are these people? You know, a quote from Ryan Holiday. Love this quote. All of us waste, you know, precious life doing things we don't like to prove ourselves to people we don't respect to get things we don't want. That's the route of needing approval and validation. Learn to embrace confrontation and disagreement and rejection. Okay, this is huge. Um, another reason why I was so hooked on approval is that we fear this um, like it's fucking death. You know, we fear confrontation, we fear disagreement, we fear rejection without realizing that all of those things are natural. Okay, you're meant to be rejected. You're not meant to get along with everyone. Um, you're meant to have disagreements with people. You're meant to have certain confrontation, like not, not necessarily physical confrontation, but like, yeah, that, that tenseness that kind of comes in where you both really disagree on something. That is natural. It's not good. It's not bad. It's natural, and you need to be okay with that. Okay, it's not about being accepted by everyone. It's be you fully and find your fucking tribe. Find the people who like you for you, and beyond that, make friends with disagreement. Make friends with rejection. Next time there's uh, an opinion that's conflicting with yours, state yours. Okay? Go and experience that. Make friends with what that fucking feels like. Because we overblow it all the time. We overblow rejection um, into this unrealistic thing where it's like, oh my god, this will happen and this will happen and this will happen. It's like, <laughs> no. Okay? Realistically, sit down and think about it. Probably not going to happen. And uh, the same with confrontation. You know, we fear it. Um, we also think it's like a light switch, like things will go well and then a <gasps> little bit of concentration boom, explodes. No, you'll see it's very gradual. But yeah, little challenge. Try to, you know, when faced with that situation, like embrace it. Instead of retreating, instead of conforming to get approval, state your opinion. Don't always do this, but just once be like, you know what, I disagree with you. Become friends with that. Think of the reality that this creates, the need for approval, the need for validation. You know, what reality does it create? It creates this dangerous world. This world where people are out to get you, people are against you, people are judging you, and uh, if you don't get their approval, you're fucked. It creates such a horrible place. It's like you versus the world all the time, thinking you have something to prove. And um, that's the wrong frame to come from. Fuck this competitive frame. Okay, in reality, it holds you back. Go for a collaborative frame. No one is out to get you. You have nothing to prove. Okay, And uh, a common one that, that drives a lot of people is the need to prove um, themselves to childhood friends. I saw some people post that in the chat box here too. And it's one, I kid you not, I had. Like moving from Switzerland, I'm like, I will prove to all those people in Switzerland in that shitty little farm town. They'll see me traveling the world. They'll see me with seminars. They'll see me in Los Angeles. And look at them. I will show them. And that is extremely unhealthy. It, it rots you on the inside. And I mean, it, it's just horrible. One thing I want to mention here is that even if you do succeed, if that's what drives you here, here's what you'll realize. No one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck. You think that when you accomplish whatever you're after, everyone's going to be like, oh my god, they don't give a fuck. Why? Because they're just concerned with them. And, I mean, that baffled me with, okay, here I am, nobody in Switzerland, 
to this is say pre-media scandal touring the world doing all this shit and i knew everyone knew but no one cared like oh that's cool oh yeah julian yeah he's doing some dating thing that was it i was like what why are you not like shocked and impressed why am i not getting the reaction i thought i would get no one gives a fuck okay no one cares it's, it's you know you're just chasing like a phantom there and a phantom that gets you in a very bad um place internally as a little mission this month do a random act of kindness go do someone a favor like go even to a charity go volunteer somewhere go do something and uh don't tell anyone about it an anonymous act of kindness let's just say don't tell anyone about it just do something good for someone else just cuz not to get approval not to get praise just cuz without anyone knowing about it okay it, uh, it still matters if no one knows about it if it's not on Instagram how do I let go of the need to show off one of my validation strategies um, well do that exercise random acts of kindness do this month one anonymous random act of kindness where you don't tell anyone about it okay that's a good exercise is a stepping stone there where you're doing something without getting any praise and you're doing something that gets a lot of fucking praise Okay, realize that, say, for example, volunteering or going to, you know, work at a homeless shelter for a day or something like that. Um, what does everyone do when they do something like that? Instagram story, motherfuckers. Look at me helping the homeless. <laughs> you know, and it's one of those things where everyone will give you validation for it. It's like, look at them. Look at that person. Oh, my God. So charitable. Look at them. They're helping the homeless. They're volunteering. Oh, they're doing this service. Look at them. I mean, that's one of the things, like, portraying yourself as being selfless, although you're still doing it to get validation and approval, is one of the things that gives you the most fucking validation and approval. Try doing that without the fucking Instagram, without telling anyone about it. Just valuing the act of actually being selfless. Just to give. There's no other intention behind it just an anonymous random act of kindness so the extent of which you don't approve of yourself is a direct relationship with how much validation you chase uh yeah and not necessarily chasing validation like as i said it could be that you're a fucking validation whore where you're just like chasing and you need more but equally it could be that you're extremely stifled and self-conscious basically it's how much are you attached to validation more so than how much you have how much are you fucking craving it and just like run by it that's the correlation because you could be someone who's like never talking super fucking stifled and that was me you know um before finding out about success with women and learning how to put myself out there i was so shy so stifled it was ridiculous okay and why i needed validation and approval and that blocked me from expressing myself however then I learned to put myself out there, and then I started getting approval and validation. I'm like, oh, if I do this, I get validation. Let's do more of that. You know? Yeah, I was a lot more expressive, but that same craving remained. So it's about the craving, the need. Um, that That's what's correlating to how much you disapprove of yourself. Do you think we should respect our parents no matter what? Um, we'll define respect. I mean... I would say love your parents no matter what. Respect them not necessarily. They might do things that don't deserve respect. But love, yeah, of course. 
love them. You know, but then of course it's like it all comes down to not being trapped um, and, and confined by your parents, if that makes sense. So whether you disrespect them, you're still being run by them. You know, it's like this is like both sides of the spectrum. It's like either you're someone who's like, you know what, fucking my parents, god damn it, look at them. Why do they keep doing this? And you know, you might even rebel more. It's like I'm just gonna fucking break the rules, fuck them. But guess what? They're still running you. Or you could be, oh, my parents are everything. My parents must please my parents. People please my parents. But they also are still running you there. So it's more so about let them go. Love them and realize that they, had, they have and had most likely the best intentions for you. They love you. They just don't know how to love you. Forgive them. Let it go. And then move on. That doesn't mean you have to keep them around in your life. That doesn't mean you have to respect or disrespect them. But love them and let it go. I want to do Facebook video and blog, but hold myself back because I'm afraid of not getting the validation or worth being, uh, you know, ridiculed. How do you suggest finding the confidence to do Facebook Live and blogging? Uh, well, there's the internal approach that you have to do. The more, as I said, you reown those aspects of yourself that you disowned. The, the less you will need, let's just say, the less you will depend on validation or approval. But another way of just kind of jumping in is just do it and let yourself be surprised by what happens. Because realistically, um, you know, we always, like we over, always overblow shit. Realistically, nothing bad ever happens as bad as we think it will. It's not about being cool. It's about being you fully, okay? It's not about being good enough. It's about being you fully. It's about being real. Okay, the same with what people want. We think that people want to see us being cool, want to see a cool person, want to see this amazing person. No, they want to see someone who's fucking real. Everyone, you and others, we all underestimate the value of authenticity. When someone's watching, let's just say your Facebook video, they don't want to see you do everything perfectly. They don't want to see everything go perfect. You think they do, and they might even think they do, but that's not what they resonate with. That's not what they connect with. Okay, the same with a webinar here. The cool thing about this webinar, of course, is the content, but it's also the authenticity behind it. It's about seeing me here, being myself, sharing that idea. If I came on this webinar and everything was extremely calculated and everything was just perfect delivery, like, there'd be no humanity behind it. You need the humanity. Authenticity, humanity, that's what we're after. Otherwise, you're a fucking robot. We think perfect equals, it's basically a robot. That's what perfection does. It robs you and robs whatever you create of that humanity. What is actually perfect is you putting yourself out there and being human. That means fucking up, stumbling at times. It might be, you know, like stumbling at a sentence. It might be saying a lot of ums and ahs, you know? I still have filler words, by the way. I say you know a lot. Um, I still say, and I used to say a ton, okay, 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 in between sentences, okay? Do you get it? Okay. Um, I still say um, um, <laughs> um, but guess what? And I told myself this actually way back in the day when I first started public speaking, and I was talking about it with um, my friend Owen, and uh, we were talking about how You'll see some people go and make a video and they try so hard to be perfect that, and eliminate like the ums and ahs that their delivery looks like this. Hello. What we will discuss in this video is how to 
eliminate ums and ahs. And there's so many pauses where they're like calculating, trying to make it perfect. There's no humanity. Where's the flow? Where's the human flow? I don't relate to that. I mean, yeah, I can relate to the content, but not to the person. So I told myself, you know what? Fuck it. Even if there's ums and ahs, I want that human touch to it. And guess what? People would rather have me say a ton of ums and ahs and okays and you know, but have this flow where they connect with it. That's what you need to remind yourself of. People don't want to see you be cool. They want to see you being you. You being you fully. Okay? And even if you might get a couple comments like, Oh, look at him. He said fucking um. Oh, he ran out of things to say there. Oh, he stumbled that word. Part of him will love it. And part of him will make... Like, they'll love you even more for it. Okay? Never underestimate... (laughs) There's another fuck up makes me more human uh never underestimate the value of authenticity how do you balance between being oblivious never be oblivious never be oblivious to the context you're like yeah the balance between being oblivious and in need of validation like you should always be aware of the social context that you're in at all times it's about not letting that like not having your self-worth attached to it you know going back to the video game analogy I talk about in the program, we think we're the player, the character, I mean. You gotta shift your perspective from being the player. But guess what? There are still rules in that video game world. There's still guidelines. You can't ignore that, or you're not even playing the game. But those rules and guidelines, like, it's very different if like you, you're the fucking character versus the player. How do I balance free-flowing, outside of my head, authentic self-expression with monitoring in order to not wander too much outside the norm of my current situation? Um, you're thinking black and white here. You're thinking logically. It's either I'm fully flowing and oblivious, or I'm aware and I'm not flowing. But in reality, you can do both. You can do both. You can fully whoa, express who you are, express whatever you want, be in the zone, that flow state out of your head, while also being aware of your surroundings. Okay, Um, think of it like this. Julian, how do you, here's the two things. Look at the screen right now, look at me, but at the same time, look at your surroundings. Can you do it? Yes. It's the same thing here. You think that it's either looking at the screen or looking at the surroundings. But in reality, while looking at the screens, you can also be aware of your surroundings. I feel like it's hard to get the right balance of social media posting. I'm starting to think that it really is important, but it's good marketing tactic and business. Um, Can you talk more about this? Yeah, well, social media, once more, it's never the thing but the place it's coming from. Ask yourself, are you using social media or is social media using you? That's the key. In today's world, and this is my personal opinion, you don't have to agree with this, but if you're not on social media, you are fucking insane. That's my view. You are fucking insane. Why? Because this is the world today. Everyone's on social media. If you don't have social media, you come off as a fucking weirdo. Okay, now not always, and I'm sure you can come up with a million other arguments like, well, no, Julian, in this instance, da da da. Um, you know, people respect me for not being on social media. And yeah, that can happen and will happen. But most of the time, from my own personal experience, and this is my own personal opinion, um, everyone's on social media. If you're not on social media, people are like, whoa, what's up with that person? 
and you will miss out on a lot of opportunities to connect with different people. Like a lot of um, my business connections come from social media um, of showcasing who you are. People, there again, people's attention span nowadays is so short. Um, it's hard to just showcase who you are just in an initial meet, whether it's friends, um, meeting someone new and you might be pursuing a relationship, uh, business connections, showcase who you are online, okay? We live in a, you know, 50-50 or arguably not even 50-50 where we're more online in this virtual reality than we live in real life. Think about it. We spend most of our lives living virtually online than here in this real world. If you don't believe me, walk out in the street right after this webinar and look around you. And how many fucking people are walking in the street on their phones? Okay, that's where they're living, in their phones. We live in this little online universe. Right now, wherever you're watching this, yeah, you're in the real world, but where are you living? In the screen, here with me, virtually. Okay, we spend a lot of our lives virtually, and I mean, you could argue like, oh, it's so horrible. It's the direction we're going in. Um, it's, you know, one of the, the ways our society's evolving. And if you want to function, whether it's job, networking, I mean, whatever, play by the rules. And remember, it's not the thing, but the place it's coming from. So use social media, but don't be used by social media. And you can catch yourself, you know, if you use as an escape, um, how it feels when you jump online, go into your body, like your body will never fucking lie. And um, I mean, yeah, if you have trouble with that too, as a stepping stone there, give yourself some rules. Instead of spending all day scrolling through Facebook, for example, like say you have a business, and you're like, you know what, I need to create a business Facebook page, give yourself X amount of time to do it. Okay, I'm going to jump online, do it during this, you know, these 20 minutes, this 30 minute, this hour and then you're off. Block out the scroll, 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 scroll. Block out the check comments, check comments, check comments, check comments every two minutes. Um, break down the time as a stepping stone there, okay? And uh, I mean, that's the, the tough one with social media is that it's part of today's world. I personally think one should for sure be on it and use it, but it's very easy to also be used by it. Um, and if you're not aware of what's going on inside, um, and if you're not doing, for example, different releases and reowning parts of who you are, it's very easy to use it, use it as an escape and um, to get pulled away from what's real. And this is something I've talked about in, I mean, pretty much each month here during this transformation series, where we just get so sucked into thinking that, for example, one person's Instagram picture re represents everything that they are when no, you know, if they're always happy on their Instagram, that doesn't mean they're always happy in real life. And then we compare ourselves to that. And then we feel guilty. We beat ourselves up. So be careful not to fall into that trap either. When talking to people you admire and respect, how do you stop putting them on a pedestal and come off as needing approval? I don't look at them through the lens of the context. Let's just say I look at them as another human being okay um, so let's just say I meet someone who's extremely successful when it comes to business more successful than me okay on that business level 
I don't view it as on one hand what that person did um, I can't do what that person is like for, for, for that person to be that successful they need to be a better human than me I don't view it that way I always think what one person can do another person can do and I don't see them as that business person I'm like who's the human beneath that who's the human underneath all of that see them for who they are get rid of the glamour try to be realistic and this is something that um success with women actually taught me you know as a, as a guy fucking single guy starting out you go out and you're talking to all these um beautiful women and i would always overblow it i wouldn't see them in the beginning as human beings i would see them as oh my god beautiful creature solution to all my problems uh a better human than me because who am i some fucking shy guy shy single guy but if you want to you know achieve any kind of success when it comes to say relationships like that you can't be seeing that image of the person you have to see the actual person who's the human underneath all of that and when you see that then you can actually be real there's no longer that I must get to that level they're better than me get the approval and you bring that out of them too because a lot of people just pound like pander to them to that image to that front and they don't see the human underneath it all and uh, this helps tremendously by the way in a business well you know dating context but also business context where you bring that out of them something that most people don't do because everyone just panders to business guru business guru business guru versus human human to human what to do when you are self-conscious I like that question. I like that question. Um, okay, let's let's paint the scenario of you being self-conscious. Um, I like the scenario of you interacting with someone. Say you interact with someone, uh, you really crave their approval. It might be someone you placed on a pedestal for X, Y, Z reasons, um, and you just really need their approval, and you need it so much, in fact, that you feel very stifled, um, very afraid, and yeah, you're monitoring yourself like crazy, very self-conscious. Like you, you depend on it. Number one, okay, embrace it. I kid you not, number one, embrace it. The more you embrace what's going on inside, the better, okay? Be okay with being self-conscious because otherwise you're self-conscious about being self-conscious, etc., etc. Be okay with being self-conscious. Step number one. Okay, number two, make it less serious. When you're self-conscious, um, it's because you view things as ha there's a real stake. Okay, you think it's like, oh my God, the stakes are high here. Um, this is very serious. It it's super serious to you. So the more you can laugh, and ideally the more you can laugh at yourself, the better. Okay, so <gasps> super self-conscious. Here's one way. Laugh at yourself by how, you know, zoom out and imagine you're watching this interaction and look at how stifled and self-conscious you are and just kind of laugh at it like, look at this, what the fuck? Laugh at yourself. Or you can even embrace it and tell the person like, hey, you know, I'm kind of self-conscious and try to make it funny. Try to even exaggerate it in a way where you're laughing at yourself. Number three, view the other person not as, you know, whatever label you place on them but as a human use the human underneath it all okay they're not better than you they are another human being just like you okay 
they also piss, they also shit, they also laugh at dumb shit, they're not always serious all the time, they also, you know, make dumb shit that, you know, people laugh at, um, they, they have, they're clumsy, they have embarrassing moments, they have embarrassing stories, they have insecurities, they're a fucking human being, okay, see that in them, and then he'll be okay. Okay, and, and realize that again, they won't judge you for seeing that in you either. And in reality, if you can bring it out even better. Whenever shit's very serious, by the way, um, we were talking about like, um, say a business meeting, someone who's higher up. The first thing I do is I just bring that side of me out. Just like that kind of joke around, clumsy, free flowing versus serious, must be cool, must look professional. Fuck that. Bring the human side out and they will love you for it. Okay, and um, beyond that, step number four, Ask yourself, whoa, well, at least you're aware, you're self-conscious. Ask yourself, why do I care so much about this person's approval? What's so bad about not getting this person's approval? And then let go of whatever comes up. Can you talk more about the no one thing? Yeah, yeah, so basically, and I'd recommend doing this too. Um, sit down and ask yourself, what's so bad about being no one? What's so bad about not being special? What's so bad about not being important? What's so bad about being normal? What's so bad about not being significant in the eyes of others? What's so bad about that? What comes up? Because that's really what we fear. You know, we want to be special. We want to be a somebody. What's so bad about being a nobody? What comes up? And this has to do with you, but even with your actions. What's so bad if no one validates what you just did? What's so bad about that? Okay, because there's the two things. Huge. There's you, the action, what you did, what you said. There's the thing, and then there's the approval and validation of the thing. This is what matters. But we think that this is not good enough without this. But this in and of itself is good enough and we need to learn to just value that for the sake of just that. Can you be okay with doing whatever you're doing here if no one ever approves of it? Can you be okay with being you if no one ever approves of it? I tend to get repeatedly in situations where people disapprove of me. Now, with that, okay, we're talking about letting go of your need for approval, of changing your relationship with approval. However, as I mentioned in the beginning, if you're being disapproved of a lot, there's usually a lesson there, okay? You should view that as valuable information, like holy shit, I, may, I might wanna change my approach to this. I might wanna change something here, okay? If you're, for example, going out to a loud, you know, to a restaurant and you're being loud all the time, like, and just disrupting other people, trying to enjoy, their meals and you get disapproved of it's not about like oh you know what i'm just gonna keep doing that and uh, just keep letting go of my relationship no if there's a situation where a lot of people like it's a common pattern are disapproving of you of xyz you might want to reconsider xyz what are some subtle nuanced ways that are subcommunicated during interaction that are approval seeking could be anything anything from guess what here's you know Something I, I talk about a lot is um, trying for opportunity where your voice goes up. Hey, usually that is um, a sign that you're approval seeking. 
But if you're someone who heard about me talk about trying for tonality, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to do uh, breaking report tonality, where instead of being, hey, I'm like, hey, but you do that in order to get approval, then it's still approval seeking. So whatever the thing is, it's all about the place it's coming from. Anything coming from the wrong place could be approval seeking. Anything. How do you know if what you're doing in your life is enough or if you are doing a good enough job with your life? Beautiful question. Fucking A. Beautiful. Thank you, Jonathan, for that question. So let's examine this question. How do you know if you're doing a good enough job with your life? Let me ask you this. What is a good enough job? What is it? What is the right way to live your life? I'm actually curious. Answer it in the chat box. Jonathan, anyone else, what is a good enough life? What is living your life the right way? What are the conditions, the requirements to being good enough and living a good enough life? And before you even answer, you can just see, whoa, the, the flaw in that question. There are no requirements. What is a good enough life? I don't know. What is a not good enough life? I don't know. There are no should or shouldn'ts. With approval and like trying to live this good enough life, we're always trying to prove ourselves. That's really it. And you can sense, you know, we talked about being self-conscious. Here's another way to tell if you're hooked on validation or approval. Are you trying to prove yourself? Or are you just okay with who you are and what is? Is your intention behind who you're being and what you're doing or saying trying to prove yourself? And if it's yes, there's a certain attachment to approval and validation. With your life here, how do I live a good enough life? Who are you trying to prove? Is it, is it God? Are you trying to prove yourself good enough to exist to God? You don't have to prove yourself at all. You are good enough. Yep. Fuck the world approach is also for invalidation seeking. Huge. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fuck the world, it's the same as like, fuck my friends in Switzerland. I'll show them the whole... I'll show them attitude massively anchored and needing approval and validation. Just the wording. I will show them. They will see. Fuck them. I'll show them. I'll show my friends. I'll show my parents. I'll show the world. Fuck them. I'll show them. The drive is approval validation. 